Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, You will command these angels concerning you. On the hands they will bear you up, unless you strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, Angels came and were ministering to him. Demons. Satan. And Sheol. The darkness will be exposed. On Into the Abyss. What's up, everybody? We're back with the fourth episode of Into the Abyss. We only have one left. We're making these all for you guys, the Cryptid Nation. I know, we're still workshopping that name. Look, it's still a good name. Yeah, it's actually kind of a fire name. Today, we are talking about Satan and kind of like what he does. Who is he and stuff like that today. Yeah, very important things to understand as we go through our Christian lives because you don't want to have a wrong idea of your enemy. You don't want to run onto the battlefield having a blindfold because you don't know who in the world you're fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So the intro story. What are your thoughts on the intro story? Jesus wanders into the wilderness for 40 days and doesn't eat any food. He's fasting and Satan shows up and he's like, Yo, what what are you, what are your what are your thoughts on that the story? I think it kind of shows two things. I think it shows how powerful Jesus is. You know, like he can't get tempted. He wasn't tempted. Like he was, he wasn't. You know, he didn't fall into the temptation. And it also shows that you know, Satan doesn't really have that much power. He can tempt us and he can motivate us, but he doesn't have like really any physical power over us. So he couldn't make Jesus eat it. Or like anyone for that matter. Well, especially not Jesus. I mean, if Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to. Satan's not going to be like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. It's like, no, it's no, it's not how it works. Satan fears Jesus and God. So, I mean. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. He He's like trying to tell him. He's like, you're super hungry, you know. Turn those stones into bread. And, and then Jesus is like, nah. He's like, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what's really interesting is he just like quotes scripture back at Satan. Like this is scripture, like already written before he said this. But like, yeah, it's like, so he's quote. See, Satan What's really, really interesting is Satan. When he says he will command his angels concerning you and on their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against the stone. That is from Psalm 91. 
and he Satan's quoting the Bible to Jesus. Mm. Okay, but he's taking it out of context, which is like, oh, see what I mean? He's taking yeah. it out of context. I'll read the I'll read part of the actual psalm because it's actually is literally a protection against evil spirits, and so it's really funny that Satan is using it to try to like, you know, say, oh, you know, God will protect you because you promised that, didn't you? You know? Yeah. But the part it actually says right here, it says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll rescue him and honor him. With long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. So like in the very beginning right here, like earlier up, it's like you will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day. It's And in the translation I like to use, those, those words actually right there don't actually, they're not just like the pestilence and the destruction and the arrow and that kind of stuff. They're actually talking about demonic forces and stuff so it's more like a, it's like a protection from that kind of thing and then satan king of demons bro broski just like steps up here steps up to the plate and is like using the psalm that is offering protection from that against jesus and he's like hey you know jump off a cliff the angels will protect <laughs> you it's like it's not what actually the, the verse is talking about and and so satan over here is taking verses out of context so don't do that. It's, it's not a good thing to do. So don't do that. If anyone, if anyone adds to the book, you know, it'll be like every curse mentioned in this book will be upon you and that kind of stuff. I don't know the actual. It's kind of bad. Anyway, yeah, it's, an, it's a very, very interesting story. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have any other thoughts about it. Oh, wait, no, I have one more thought. Okay, anyway. So this is a very interesting part right here. So the devil, okay, Satan. He's like, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he says, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus isn't like, you don't have those kingdoms. He's not like, he's not like, that's not yours to give. He's like, he's, he just says, be gone, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him you shall serve. Which is because, yeah, obviously no one should worship Satan. Especially like, mm, yeah, that's just, no. But also at the same time, Jesus isn't arguing with him that he has the kingdoms of the world to give to him. This is before his resurrection, obviously. But I thought there's a really interesting observation there because like according, like in my view, so these like fallen angels were over these, these kingdoms, right? And obviously mm-hmm. if they're fallen angels, they would have been under the devil's authority, okay? Which would have meant that the devil technically, by legal ownership, did have control over the kingdoms at the time. So until Jesus died, and resurrected when he, you know, disarmed all the supernatural powers and, you know, freed the nations, they were technically under the devil's authority like that. Obviously, God, you know, is sovereign and in control and all powerful, but he let them have like, you know, control or quote unquote authority, like, you know, quote unquote, over these like countries. You know what I mean? And so, yes. yeah. Yeah. So Satan did have like, he could, he could have given that stuff to Jesus. But Jesus at the same time knew he was going to get it as like when he, you know, resurrected. He knew that he would end up having power back over the nations anyway. So who is Satan? I mean, he used to be an angel. Old name used to be Lucifer. And then 
he thought he should be God. He thought he should have that power. So then he rebelled, and then, you know, he is Satan now. Cast down forever. All right. So Satan, he was called Lucifer, which translates to the, the, the day star or the son of the dawn. Isaiah 14, 12, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the... And then in the King James Version of the same verse, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? So, extremely interesting. I have a few chapters really quick I want to read. Let's see. Here we go. Here we are. Okay. So, this is actually... So, this is Isaiah. And it is... It's talking about Satan, but it's also talking about... It's... It's comparing a king to Satan and their pride. Okay, so I'll read to you what it says about Satan. But also, it's, it's like talking about the king and Satan at the same time. So it's because obviously what it says is not all about the king. It's it's obviously about Satan, but it's comparing them at the same time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so here's what it says. It says, how you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut to the ground, you who made the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol to the far reaches of the pit. Those who, will, who, you will stare, those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble and shook the kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew its cities? who did not let his prisoners go home. Okay, so again, it is comparing Satan to a king, a human king. But what we have here, okay, Odaystar, son of Don, talking about Satan. Okay, so it says Satan thought in his heart, he said, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. Okay, well, that's kind of like very prideful, number one. Those are obviously some angelic beings, and it's like he wants to ascend above them. Then he says, I will set my throne on high, again, with all this pride, okay? Then he throws in, I will sit on the Mount of Assembly in the far reaches of the north. Now, that's really interesting. This is obviously like the mountain where the divine council met. And so he wants to sit on, he wants to set his throne on high and sit on the Mount of Assembly, which is like, whoa, okay? Because then he gets into, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Now, see, that is where we're getting. He wanted to be like God. Yeah. See, like that, all of that, that's all utter pride, which we all struggle with. I mean, I don't know about to that extent. We do want to be our own gods by like sinning is like thinking we know better than God. So we're going to do what we want, which is being your own God. Sure. But... Yeah, he he just directly wanted to make himself like God. Like he wanted to just right, just totally rebel, which I guess we yeah. do all. But I'm just saying did, though, if you're an angel, you're already a son of God, so you should already be pretty happy about that. We also see his power right in front of your eyes. So why would you think rebelling is a good idea? That is, I never comprehend that. Yeah, I know. And it's like, why do you want to become like? god like exactly like god if you're already so powerful and such like a like the powerful being you know what i mean yeah it's like it just doesn't make sense especially satan it's like what are you doing dog but i guess yeah i mean we do all sin so i mean it is kind of like what he did but 
Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying, though. Yeah. Satan is also the accuser. That is kind of what Satan means. It's it's Satan means like the accuser, the deceiver, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, yeah. And, and and we see that direct, that exact example in like the intro story that we said. Satan is also the slanderer, and he's like the tempter. We see that also in the story that we read. Satan is also the serpent, so he's kind of the original villain almost. He's the cre- he's actually the creator of sin. If you think about it, obviously sin is not a creation. It's a corruption, but he is the first sinner. He's the first one. That is true. In rebel against God. Genesis 3, 1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Right. And so that is Satan talking right there. And we know this because Revelation 12, 9 says, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So Revelation 12 right here, confirming John in Revelation and God, you know, inspiring his words right here, confirming that the Satan or the serpent in Genesis is Satan. So, right. So it also describes Satan as a dragon. Sometimes it, it, it almost describes him sometimes as like, it is Leviathan and Job. I know this sounds a little off topic, but Leviathan and Job seems to be is like a, a creature, like like a physical creature, right? Yeah. But it seems like Satan is like related or not related to, but almost like described like or portrayed as a dragon, like the the Leviathan. So Isaiah kind of says, in that day, the Lord, or Yahweh, with his hard and great and strong sword, will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, and he will sh- slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now, Leviathan, obviously, is a real creature, like a physical dragon thing in, in the Bible. But it also seems like Satan can be related to, described, or what is it, metaphorically referred to, or something like that. Described to like a dragon it does that a lot you know in, in revelation like we just read you know yeah satan's also the temporary ruler over this world john 20 in john 12 31 says now is the judgment of this world now will this ruler, the ruler of this world be cast out so satan is the temporary ruler of the this world it's in john yeah actually so what's really interesting is that might have been before jesus died they said that because when Jesus came, like when he came back from the dead, you know how we talked about the nations were freed from the fallen angels. Also, Satan was bound until the end of the millennium. So Satan is bound. He can't, he's like, he's not, he's not like in, in hell yet, but he's like bound. And you know when you have a dog? Okay. Okay. And you have a leash. You know those ones that were checked? Yes. Okay. So it's like Satan was bound. He's like held back on the smallest little bit of the leash he can't like he can't just like go full out you know you know he can't just like dunk the world you know like bing, you know what i mean but at the end of the millennium at the end of the world you know when you know the antichrist comes and all that satan will be released and it's gonna get crazy but that's besides the point we'll talk a little bit about that later i think <clears throat> but yeah so satan is is like the he's the temporary ruler of the world he's the original sinner he sinned first. Yeah, obviously Adam and Eve were the first human sinners, but he was the first sinner, sin, sin, sinful being, I guess. Yeah, he's the serpent in the garden. 
and he is the tempter. He used to be a fallen angel. Sounds like he was probably a very high position. Sounds like he was very important. That kind of thing. So th- that's kind of who Satan is. What what was Satan? Uh, what, what are you thinking? Uh, we did kind of say he was an archangel. But what do you think he could have been as an angel? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, if he didn't fall, is he saying, like, what he could have been? Well, like, what he was. Like, what was he before he fell? That kind of thing. I mean, do you have any like we said, about that? he was an angel. All right. I think he probably, like, kind of what you said, might have been, you know, higher position. Because right, right. he thought he was, you know, he thought he was the most important thing. He thought he was more powerful. Right. And then he should be more powerful. So he probably was pretty powerful. Right. As an angel, but that's about it. Right, right. So there's a few like theories about what kind of angel he was, right? There's the theory that he was an archangel. Okay, there's a passage in Ezekiel that says he was the anointed guardian cherub in the garden. But he's also described as a serpent. And cherubim aren't always described as a serpent. They're described more of like, you know, they're they're like, you know, they have like lion head, and a, a human head, ox head. They have like, you know, eagle wings, that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that's more of what a cherubim is described as. But a seraphim is is more described as like a dragon like ish kind of thing. Because, OK, well, it's, it means in Hebrew, it's seraph means serpent. OK, so a seraphim is probably a serpent like angel. Right. But mm-hmm. and then they're described as having six wings and f- they fly around God's throne singing, you know, Holy, holy, holy. That's what it says. And it's talking about in Isaiah. And Isaiah 6 2 says, Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. So they're described kind of serpent like because of their name. They have six wings. Anyway, so he could have been a seraphim because some of the definitions of seraph, a serpent, fiery serpent, poisonous serpent. So anyway, that's kind of like. Some of the little meanings are there. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. It's really interesting that Ezekiel refers to him as the guardian cherub, like in that the is. garden. So I, I think that's really interesting. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. So I'm not exactly sure. I would say he's probably he probably was a high-ranking angel, but since he's always described as a serpent or like a dragon, I'm not exactly sure what I, what 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 part I take. I just he was a he was a very important fallen angel of some sort. That's what I know. Yes. So, any thoughts about that? No, probably you th- summed it all up. I mean, there's very I want to say there's limited knowledge we have on him, but there kind of is. Yeah. Very there, limited. I mean, the Bible especially tells of a lot what he about was, him, but there's also right. It doesn't tell us a ton about what he was. It gives us a little bit of like stuff in there, but you know, we don't we don't have a ton a ton. So yeah. Satan is described as the prince of the power of the air. And in Ephesians 2, 2, it says, In which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Now, I'm going to pull out a quote from Augustine in The City of God. Now, this book, it's, it's extremely interesting. It has a ton of interesting ideas and a ton of interesting a ton of interesting facts, but I'm going to pull out one that kind of talks about the powers of the year. This is a quote from Augustine, the city of God book 10 chapter 21. I'm just going to read it and we can talk about it. Okay. All right. So it says, if the ordinary language of the church allowed it, we might more elegantly call these men our heroes, 
for this name is said to be derived from Juno, who in Greek is called Hera. And hence, according to the Greek myths, one of her sons was called Heros. And these fables mystically signified that Juno was mistress of the air, which they supposed to be inhabited by the demons and the heroes, understanding by heroes the souls of the well-deserving dead. But for a quite opposite reason, we would call our martyrs heroes, supposing, as I said, that the use of ecclesiastical languages would admit of it, not because they lived along with the demons in the air, but because they conquered these demons or powers of the air, and among them Juno herself. Be she what she may, not unsuitably represented, as she commonly is by the poets, as hostile to virtue, a jealous of men's, men of Mark, riding to the heavens. All that to say, he says that Juno, or Hera, was the mistress of the air in Greek mythology and, and Roman mythology, and that demons are the powers of the air. Really, really interesting ideas. Those are. I just, I just wanted to throw that in there because that's extremely interesting because a lot of it is like, what does that actually mean? You know, Prince of the Power of the Air. But if the demons are the powers of the air, it's really interesting that Hera, one of the Greek gods, has the connection to the air. But anyway, any thoughts about that? Or Really just interesting how they like say the powers of the air and stuff like that. But I mean, not really too many thoughts about it. I think you kind of said it. It is described sometimes as a roaring lion. First Peter 5, 8 says, Your adversary, the devil, or it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Satan is also the father of sinners, a liar, the father of lies, and a murderer from the beginning. John eight forty four says, You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Satan is the deceiver. Satan is also called Beelzebul or Baalzebul, which has a connection to Baal. It's really, really interesting. A lot, Just a lot of different connections here. Yeah, there are. There are. Right, right, right. So... Let's see. Some of the things also Satan does, he blasphemes God's name. He rejects the, the authority of God. He tempts others to worship idols. He seeks false worship. There's a few verses here that back a few. One of the one of the things that kind of proves some of these is, you know, Matthew 4, what we were in the beginning. He wanted the worship of Jesus. But what, what are your thoughts? What, are the, what power does Satan have? I would say kind of like what we're talking about, the demons. He has, I don't think he has any physical power over us. Like, he can't, you know, make the earth shake and then you know, we fall and die and stuff like that. Can't do any of that stuff. Definitely, definitely can't do mental or spiritual things to us. You know, tempt us, tell us lies, you know, kind of like in the mm. Garden of Eden, he can say, well, did God really say that? You'll, you don't hear that voice, but you kind of hear it in your mind. And a lot of people say, you know, that's the devil talking, that's Satan talking, which I think is true. It's, you know, you're kind of, you know, Satan trying to tempt you, tempt you. So I'd say he has mental and spiritual power over anyone who's really not. I'd say he has a little bit of power over everyone, but, but especially people who don't believe in God. Has, they are still serving him because they haven't, they're not, they're not trusting in God. They're not Christians. They're not saved. They, they are under his power and they're under his authority. They're a slave to sin and their father is the devil, like the Bible says. But for us, we've been set free from sin, so we're not slaves to sin anymore. We're still, we still sin, but we're not under it. We're not slaves to it, which means we're not, we're slaves to Christ. You know, we're of Christ. We're not of the devil anymore. So he, 
he can try to tempt us and try to, you know, like we said about the demons kind of thing. He can try to tempt us and that kind of stuff. But he he can't, he's not like the ruler of us. He's not our master. It wouldn't have happened without Satan, you know, tempting Eve. But so it is his fault, but it's also Adam's fault because Adam fell into the temptation. Adam could have said no, and we would have been all fine. Eve could have even eaten the fruit and offered it to Adam. And Adam been like, no, we're not going to do that because he was the king. He was like, you know, it was his authority, the king authority. If he had said no, even if Eve had eaten the fruit, they would have probably been fine. Like it probably would, because Adam would not have fallen into temptation. The king of the humans would not have fallen and would not have eaten the fruit. Anyway, so I'll just say, you know, it would not have necessarily happened without Satan tempting Eve, but Adam did commit the original sin, which affects humanity. But it is, it's, it's like a lot of people's fault at the same time. It's yeah. like Adam's fault, but Eve fell first and Satan tempted. So it's like a lot of people's fault, but it's made, if Adam had not sinned, it, it, we would all be, we would not be sinners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That's a different, there is still lots of blame on Satan though, because I mean, he wouldn't have like, yes, it was wrong that he did it, but he wouldn't have known like not to do it if there wasn't Satan. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. A lot of blame is on Adam because he could have said well, no. Well, like, God did say not to, but like... Yeah. He he told them not to eat of that, and then they, they did it because of Satan tempting them. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right, so he did... He's also the father of lies. He He's also the... He's like John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So he... You know, he, he's pretty much, yeah, he's, he's pretty much at this point, the embodiment of evil, but he's also, you know, he's a, he's a character, he's a person, he's a being, not a person, he's a being. You know? Yeah. But a lot of people, so, so I was going to just get into what Satan does not do and who he's not. So a lot of people get Satan wrong. A lot of people say that maybe he's, he's a metaphor. Maybe he's, maybe he just represents, you know, evil, humanity's bad side. Some people even say Satan is misunderstood. I mean, there's people who say like, you know, the Gnostic view is that, you know, Satan was trying to help us out. And he was like, he was trying to help us and God's the bad guy. <laughs> like, it's horrible. That sounds very Satanist if you ask me. That it is. That's yeah, exactly. That That's exactly what that is. <laughs> there's a lot of wrong views on what Satan is and what he does. You can't, you can't blame Like there's some people who blame every sin on Satan. You know, there's no fault on the humans. It's like only Satan's fault. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. only Satan's fault. And that's wrong because obviously not. I mean, sure, he does tempt us. But even if we do sin, I mean, it's still our fault, you know. Especially as a Christian, it's your fault because, I mean, you know, you should know God. Like, you know God's word if you're a Christian. You also and, have more of a choice to not sin because if non-Christians are a slave to sin, they can't, they can do nice things, but they can't really ever do something that's not at some level sinful, right? Yeah. But as Christians, we... Where since we're free from sin, we still sin all the time. We're obviously imperfect. We sin all the time, right? Yeah. But we do have a choice to not sin because Jesus freed us. But still, we do sin a ton because we have our flesh. Yeah. Anyway, we have to have the right view of what Satan does and does not do. So what he does is he does tempt us, try to deceive us. He's the prince of demons. So he's kind of like the leader of the fallen angels, the demons. And all of the evil spiritual forces. He is not Jesus' brother, as the Mormons believe. 
Just wanted to throw that in there. He is not, I repeat, not Jesus' <laughs> brother. That is so false. That is very false. He is not, you know, he's not the, he's not, he's not to blame for every single sin. We can't blame him for our sin. All of it. You know, it's, it's our fault yeah. too. Because we sin, right? He's not misunderstood and he wasn't the good guy. So, there you go. Those are yep. what Satan isn't and what Satan does and is. Satan, yeah. Anyway, so where is Satan at the moment? At the moment, he's bound. We don't know where. He's not in hell yet because that's the final punishment. He's bound somewhere, but he's he can still affect the world, but he's bound. So he can't just like, you know, like we said, you can't just like, like straight up nuke the world with like, you know, Satan power. Like that's not how that works. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. We yeah, we really don't know a ton of details about that. We know before before Jesus came and before he was he died and resurrected, before all that, he was roaming the earth. Like in Job, God asks him, like, where have you been? And Satan's like roaming the earth. And, you know, he was so that was kind of what he was doing. He was roaming the earth. Right. He's not they're not omnipresent. He's not omnipresent. And he can't read our thoughts. So he was kind of roaming. I mean, what else are they going to do? I mean, not all angels have wings. Most of them don't. Yeah. So he's just walking around the earth, dog. Like, what else are he going to do? I mean, he, they can probably do some kind of like, I don't know. I really don't know all the powers there that they got, but it sounds like he was wandering around the earth. I was looking at different people you know, like Job and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Right. I don't know exactly what else he was doing. Obviously, he was doing the same kind of thing he does now. He's probably even more active because i mean he's not he wasn't bound at that point so he was probably doing a lot more you know uh, he was probably helping deceive nations into worshiping idols and that kind of stuff before jesus came he probably was honestly doing a lot more back then because if you think about stay's world i really don't feel like he has to really do much because i mean a lot of people just you know worship themselves worship these idols so if they're already doing that, he really doesn't have to do anything to tempt them. Right, but who set that up, though? I mean, if you think about that. That is true. That is so, true. I mean, yeah, I think that was a whole, like, that. that's all, like, a, a demon thing, you know? All of that yeah. totally from them at some point. Like, if you go back, like, who started this, you know? You know, that same thing with, like, abortion. Abortion is the same thing that we it was in Jesus' day and before that when they sacrificed babies to Molech, one of the false yeah. gods. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, like in that new nefarious movie, it says something like, you know, the 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 psychiatrist is talking to the demon possessed guy, and the demon possessed guy is like, you think just because they changed their robes, and they they killed the baby inside the womb, so there are no screams to be heard, you think it's any different than now uh, than it used to be? No, there's no connection at all, is what he says. But it's really interesting. I think it's 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 the exact same thing. Obviously, they're not the the moms going. The, yeah, but the the mothers going to have their babies killed aren't necess, aren't necessarily. They're not thinking, oh, well, I'm gonna sacrifice my baby to Mola. Obviously not. They're not necessarily thinking that, but it's the same kind of thing. It's the same results. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, and highly suggest a nefarious movie if anyone wants to watch it. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie actually. It was it's an incredible movie. It has an incredible message. There are a few things I don't agree with in there. Obviously, they they have a different view of the the, the uh, demons and stuff, you know, different from what we discuss on here. 
Uh, but otherwise, they have great messages in there. It's great. Like, it's a very great movie. So, it's worth your time. It's worth your time to watch it. It's worth the time. It's worth the time. So, I wanted to bring up one last thing. I don't know if I already brought this up in the Satan or the Demons Part 2 episode. If I didn't, that's okay. I wanted to bring up how just all right so i've had the, i've heard people say that in the case they're defending how they think demons are fallen angels okay they're just defending that case all right that's fine whatever if you want to defend that case whatever right that's fine but what i brought up is well actually i, I didn't but i'll bring it up now all right so okay they said that satan is the prince of demons which means he's a demon okay they take that to mean kind of infer that he's a demon because otherwise, how would they fit him into their categories if they only have two categories, demon and angel? That's the only categories they have, so they have to shove him into one of those categories. So they're like, oh, well, it says prince of demons, so he must be a demon. Okay, all right. Is a shepherd a sheep? No, a shepherd's not a sheep. Like, a shepherd directs and takes care of the sheep. A Satan probably directs and tells the demons what to do. But that doesn't mean a shepherd's a sheep and a Satan's not a demon, you know? Just because he's the prince of demons and a shepherd takes care of sheep, doesn't necessarily mean the shepherd is a sheep or Satan is a demon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. That's logic right there. That's called logic. Now, if you don't like that logic, you know, whatever. I can't help you. But that is some logic for you. All right. So what is Satan's role in the end times? Now, this is a fire topic, a hot topic. Fire and hot. Yes. It's like a roasting on a grill. It's kind of like roasting on the back burner, but everyone's thinking about it. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, Satan's role in the end times. Got to be very careful here. There's a little bit of speculation I'll bring into, but I'll give you what we know from the Bible, and then I'll give you some of my opinions that are based off of those facts, and uh, we'll talk about that. So, Satan's role in the end of times. So, Satan obviously will be released at the end of the millennium, which is, you know, whenever... You know, the Antichrist thing happens and Jesus comes back and all that stuff. That's all the end, right? Mm-hmm. So when he's released, you know, it's going to be crazy. Don't actually know exactly what that's going to be like. I think I think Satan's definitely going to have a hand in the Antichrist. Obviously, people think, you know, maybe he'll possess the Antichrist, that kind of stuff. I'm going to go with the idea. We'll get into hybrids a lot later, but it has to do with giants and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I there's the idea that maybe... That maybe the Antichrist is, you know, the son of a woman in Satan, like a like another hybrid, but like directly from Satan. There's that idea, okay? It's also the idea that it's just a human possessed by Satan, like a really smart human or something like that. Which okay, but seeing like what's happened throughout the the Earth's history with giants and hybrids and all that stuff, all leading up to now. I don't know. It really seems like there's something. There's a little something to the first theory. We'll obviously get into a ton of like giants and how all that stuff is, whatever is going on with that. But I don't know. I don't know exactly what I think. That's an interesting theory. But so that would be, you know, one of the things Satan in, in theory would do. Obviously, that's like, a, that's like an older theory, actually. It's been around. It's like a classic theory. But it's a, just an interesting theory. I uh, don't know exactly what I think. But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on what Satan will do in the end times? That is a very interesting point. I mean, we're gonna have to go more into that. Oh yeah, we're but... definitely not gonna leave it there. Obviously, we have a, we can go. We're gonna go into that. You know, we're not yeah. just gonna like leave that there and never talk about it again. Well, we'll <laughs> go into we'll go into some ideas and 
and you know what's going on with giants and you know all that stuff the seed wars since genesis 3 you know and that kind of stuff we'll go into all of that in an episode yeah but like like you're saying the how hybrid and stuff how like you know they've been doing stuff on giants and stuff but one thing that i always find interesting yeah because i feel like we might have said this before is how goats are so like into like demonic stuff like there's always like a goat representation which can possibly turn into you know the goat man which is you know a hybrid right we'll go more into that in a future episode right but so i feel like you definitely could be a hybrid is a very good possibility it's like it's a possibility you know yeah and that would be one of the things satan would do and satan wouldn't do in the end times i think it would make a lot of sense because you know ever since genesis 3 where it's like your seed will be put at enmity with the woman's seed, talking to Satan the snake. I mean, who's Satan's seed? Obviously, people are, you know, I agree that it's, you know, Adam's Eve seed is, you know, I think it's Christ is the ultimate fulfillment of Eve's seed. And I think Satan, you know, Satan's seed is obviously unbelievers and, you know, Eve's seed is, you know, believers. But at the same time, if it's believers and Jesus on the human, on the Eve side, then you can't just be like, oh, well, it's just unbelievers on Satan's side. It's kind of, I don't know, illogical. And, and you're just like, well, this one's unbelievers. Well, this one's believers in Jesus. I agree with you, but I just don't think it ends just unbelievers for Satan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think they've been trying to create, like they've been working on creating their seed, Satan's seed, you know, through the Genesis 6, creating giants. You know, all of the hybridization stuff. All connected to the seed war. Because... They were trying to stop Jesus from being born, number one. If they could defile the human genome, then Jesus can't be born as a human, which is probably why they tried to do the Genesis 6, and they continued to try to do some gianty stuff later. But all I'll say is, all that to say is that Satan's seed, very intriguing ideas. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, got to trust God. He's in control. Yeah, any, any other thoughts about that before we move on to the conclusion? Not really. I mean, reading through the book of Revelations, it also mentioned some stuff about dragons. Again, we'll go through this, like all that stuff. So we're going to this in a future video. But I mean, there's lots of possibilities what will happen in the right. end times. Right. Yeah, we're definitely going to have like a Revelation little three part series, a three part episode, I guess, sometime in the near future. I think that might be. I don't know when that is. I don't know if it's the end of this year or next year. I'm not sure. It's next year. OK, but it's coming close, even though we said yes. it's next year. If we're, we're going to be releasing one episode a week, so it's going to feel fast. We'll eventually get there. Yes. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening. If you guys stuck around this long, which I know is a lot, not all people can, and that's okay. But for those who did, we really appreciate you guys. We love you guys. You guys are definitely the Krypton Nation. Yes. And comment below if y'all want us to call you that. I mean, you can also comment some suggestions. We may or may not call you it, but trying to be to build a community here right also uh, i don't know we haven't mentioned this in a while but we have a discord channel i'll put the links in our podcast notes and i'll put the links in our youtube description so we would love to see you guys there uh, it's not super active yet but because we don't we just started it obviously so if you guys you know want to join try to like join the community you know try to help us out you know give us ideas for podcast episodes for video ideas feedback we all love we love constructive criticism and feedback so please leave that in the comments because we we definitely need it you know tell us what we need to do better what topics we need to do that kind of thing 
And if you did enjoy this video, make sure to leave a like. It helps a lot. And if you're interested in more videos like this, consider hitting the subscribe button. It's free. Right. And you can always you change want, your mind. If you want the darkness exposed, make sure to hit the follow button on any of our podcast platforms. And if you also want the darkness exposed on YouTube, come on. Subscribe on YouTube. You know, it's free. Like he said, you know, it just helps us out. And it, it helps push us out into the public to, to get the world to see. So... Any other closing thoughts before we peace out? Oh, yeah. Next episode is our grand finale of Into the Abyss. Uh, this one was a tiny bit shorter, but we tried to go through as much as we could. Next episode, we're going to be going into Hell and the Gospel for our finale. We're going to be going through all the stuff God says in the Bible about eternal hell, the final, the final place of judgment. And we'll go through the gospel because that is the most important part of anything we'll do, the gospel. So. Any other thoughts about that before we go into the conclusion story? Nope. I think we're all good. All right, guys. Again, thank you guys for listening or watching, but mostly listening. See you guys next time. On Into the Abyss. Always be vigilant. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you should not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the, in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And he sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But Yahweh God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which, of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you have gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Yahweh God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat. All the days of your life I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and eat, have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust. And to dust you shall return. 